Welcome back to another episode of the Football Discuss podcast. We have been gone for a while. Last time we were here, we said we wouldn't be gone for a while. Hey, it's only been three. That's all weeks. I've got. That's that. That's better than what we used. Nothing to happened. Do in our nothing's breaks. been happening in football. Football's boring. Mm, football is overrated. It depends. It depends on support. Football's boring. Okay, so we'll yeah, today, today off. we'll talk uh, only about a couple of things. Try and keep it short and sweet. We'll mm. uh, we'll talk about Tottenham. We'll talk about Barcelona a little bit because uh, had a change of manager over there. So um, Premier League stuff. Some feathers anything, in Catalonia. Anything. Anything that comes up. This is a waffling episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's a waffle right. episode. You've tuned into a waffle episode. Sorry, right, right you're time. our Premier League man. Talk to us. Uh, talk to me about about Tottenham first of all, and uh, and Conte. That's, all right, so that's the big story. Basically, Nuno Espirito Santo, the ex now ex. Say it again. Say it again. Man. Say it again. Nuno Nuno Espirito Santo. Espirito Santo. Santo. You can get Nuno the FC one to get on TikTok. You can get that Portuguese guy to correct me, but I'm pretty sure I know. I hate that guy. <laughs> Anyways. I'm so more than happy to have internet beef with that guy. <laughs> Hit us up. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. Internet beef starts now. Internet beef with FC Wonder Kid. So basically, my man got sacked on the weekend after being absolutely pummeled by Man United, who got pummeled the weekend before that. So that's even more sad that the fact that like they managed to get beaten by us after our horrific display last weekend but nonetheless i feel like it's a situation where we won the battle man united right but they've won the war because they're getting antonio conte and we're still stuck with Solskjaer. so you know it was a small price to pay for salvation this is the way i see it i kind of wish we lost now because now they they're gonna do end up doing better than us in the long run, um, yeah. But what do you reckon about Conte coming into Spurs? Um, more or less confirmed now. But if Fabrizio has the here we go, yeah. Fabrizio Romano this, this... said here we go. So I'm um, I'm we'll talk about it as if it's confirmed because you know Fabrizio never wrong. No, doesn't miss. Look, Conte is a great manager. I think what he's done, what he did at Inter, has shown that. He's a great, great manager, especially in terms of uh, in terms of man management. I feel like he really gets the best out of players and really helps players grow. Like what he did with Lukaku was was awesome, right? Mm. But I think the problem at the end of the day is is Spurs don't have a good enough squad mm. to compete with yeah. the likes of with, with the likes of City and Liverpool, United, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Those four top teams have got awesome squads like with with man united less but the top three teams let's call them chelsea liverpool and and man city they've got great depth they've got arguably a team of superstars both of them so i don't personally see even with conte how tottenham competes with with such a high level what do you think yeah no, but like that's the point that I was getting at with with my dad, who's a Spurs fan. Like, it doesn't matter who you bring in at this point in time. And I don't think I think it was wrong for them to sack Nuno after like just a couple of months because at the end of the day, it's not really his fault. Their team is not that good. It hasn't yeah, been that good since Pochettino, saying, yeah. since Pochettino and then made it to the final. And it 
really just begs the question as to why Kane wasn't sold for over a hundred million pounds and then use that money to rebuild the entire squad. Because they've shown because they've shown in recent seasons that because Kane gets injured at least once every season and they end up playing better without him or at a, like do really well without him. The whole champ that road to the final that season pretty much was without Kane and other players stop up and they should have used that money for other players and it's going to be interesting to see how he implements it because he'll obviously want to play a 3-5-2 so his go-to formation I could see you like you could put Regulon Doherty because he was used to the formation back at Wolves you got your Dias who's shit you've got Sanchez shit like it's it's really like even then, you know, you're just wondering how he's going to get the best out of these players. I just don't think, I don't think Harry, I don't think selling Harry Kane is the solution to the issue. I think uh, obviously Harry Kane is, we've spoken on Harry Kane before. Harry Kane is a phenomenal player. Um, and definitely, you know, with what happened over the summer at Tottenham, is he the guy to lead Tottenham to a successful season? I don't know. I think it's you'd have to get a Tottenham fan to to kind of argue that, but I I just don't see selling Harry Kane for me. Yes, that gives you a hundred million, but Spurs haven't been doing good business anyways. Like mm. Son was was the last really world class player that they signed. Um, obviously Lucas Moore has been good. Regulon's been really good. And Dombele. Uh, Dombele's been, Dombele's been, been, been there down. for years, and he's not. And and Dombele's mm. not brought anything spectacular like it's a mm. kind of Pogba United situation where th- there's a lot of talent there but the performances you know aren't just aren't I'm, I don't know good enough but look I don't watch Spurs games to be honest but I don't blame you for me well you know for me I don't I just don't <laughs> think you know they signed they signed Brian Hill mm. has, has he got great potential absolutely but he's not the solution to the problem at Spurs I yeah. feel like if you're Spurs, you got to sign, <laughs> you got to sign some quality, you know, because you've gone through how many managers in the last three seasons? You've, you know, Pochettino was great, Jose was arguably quite good, and now you've for got, what he had, yeah, for what he had, Jose, Jose did well, and now and you know you had um the young guy, whatever his name was, and now you you had yeah, Nuno. Oh, right. Nuno, Mason. I don't know why. I don't know why they signed Nuno anyway. I mean, Nuno didn't do anything spectacular at, at Wolves. He was the it's sixth not... choice, to be fair. It's like, like I said, well, no one really wants to join Spurs at the end of the day. They got to yeah, take what they can get, really. You know, and I think for Conte, it's kind of like a middle of the road gig. Uh, hmm. I think Spurs have the money to pay him, whereas hmm. you know a team that wanted to cut costs because he can charge, he can charge whatever he wants. The guy's done it all. <laughs> So. Well, that's the thing is that they tried to get him in the summer um, originally, but like they, I, I believe it was because they weren't willing to pay his wages and everything. And now he's actually asking for more because, you know, it's midway through, well, not midway through the season, but it's like in the middle of a season. So yeah, like it's just a lose-lose situation for them. But it's surprising to me that he's actually going there. Because I'm surprised he's not waiting for like, I don't know, because I still think Solskjaer's job isn't safe at all. Not in the slightest. It doesn't matter that he won 3-0 in the weekend. One result doesn't change the shithouse of the season we've had so far. So I'm surprised he's not waiting for that. And yeah, like originally Fabrizio Romano said that, um, you know, 
Conte doesn't like joining teams midway through a season, but he was willing to make an exception for United because he feels he can do good with the squad that they already have. It's like, what good does he think he can do with the Spurs squad at this point? It's pretty fucking hopeless. I think there's not much there for to, you to really to be go honest, off of. To be honest, I think Ole's job is really only in danger if you guys slip out of uh, out of Champions League, which you're not in at mm. the moment, I don't think. Mm. But I think you've now got a slightly easier run of games, if that's right. So we're top of our group. And the Atalanta game that we've got coming up tomorrow night, should, if we win that one, it more or less confirms our spot in the next round, more or less. We've got, we'll still have to play Villarreal and Young Boys again, which you'd hope with the young, I know we lost to Young Boys last time, but you'd hope that was a slip up due to the Wambasaka red card, you know? It's kind of more or less, you know, if we win that next game. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, back to Tottenham, I just, I, th- I feel for Tottenham fans because it's just, it's been, it's, you know, you support a club that has such a big financial backing, but there's not really any movement of money. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. There's, they've got the money, know, they just don't spend it. You know, they, they've got the money, but they're just not spending it. Uh, whether they're not spending it or not, I just don't think they're spending it correctly. Mm, that's another thing. It's Mind two you, different ways um, to look at it, yeah. Two different ways to look at it. Again, you know, we're not Tottenham fans. We don't watch Tottenham games, so we don't fully understand the issue. Mm. But, you know, the results aren't there and the results haven't been there for a long time. So something has to yeah. change. And will will Conte bring a change to that? Um, will, they win, will, will they win the league? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Does Conte bring bring some maturity to a squad and you know allows players to develop properly and gives players um that have had you know issues with whatever you want to call it maturity discipline whatever Mm. you want to call it does it give them someone who's gonna stick them in line i think so because you know he's not a jose he's not he's not this egotistical maniac he's not a guy with no experience and he's not a guy that's, you know, done a pretty average job at Wolves. Yeah. So I think I think he can only really do good for Tottenham. Uh, no, but it would be stepping stones. And like the only problem is is that I guess Conte the longest Conte has been at a club is three years. So he's in he's essentially a short term fix at the end of the day. So, so it's what he can achieve We'll give it. But when you look at when you look at managers you know? these days, not many managers are doing long long stints anymore. There's no. you don't the, see your Ferguson's, you don't see your Vengers. You don't these see days. no, not not at all. You don't see that that much anymore. Mm. I think managers get traded really quickly. You know when mm. when something's going wrong, especially when you look at United. I mean, United have been getting all sorts of flack from you know whether it's pundits or pundits that, you know, are United legends. You guys have been copying all sorts of flack for, you know, your players' attitudes and the way they go about it and, you know, whether they're putting in 100% or not. Hmm. That's not the... I don't know if that's... You can partially blame the the manager for that, but you can't wholeheartedly blame Ole for, you know, Paul Pogba giving the ball away in midfield and not running back to... There's not... What can you do, like... Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's. Mm. I just, I just want to stick with Ole for a second. So what? So mm. you, you definitely want Ole out. 
what who would you replace Ole with? Apart from obviously Conte well, is no longer. Yeah, a, so option. if Conte wasn't an option, I don't think Zidane was ever an option. I don't think he would want to come to the Premier League. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think that would have worked out. So that way. at at this point in time, really, there's no one because we're already short on like the, the Conte was really like the only proper option. At the moment, people like, are yelling a, out a lot of people are yelling out Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, no. I, I really like ideally if I got to pick any well not any manager if like I want to pick a realistic manager to join us I would love the Ajax man- manager Eric Ten Hag mm. I think he would be yeah. He's amazing awesome. for us I think he would be amazing He's like, awesome. to take That's... the squad to the next level but I, it would be hard to prime away from Ajax and definitely you're not going to do that midway through the season as well nah, it's hard. No. that'd be I think... the only option that's actually a good segue because that's who I really wanted to replace Ronald Koeman. I mm. think that what uh what Eric is it Ten Hag? Mm-hmm. Ten Hag or Hentag? I think it's Ten Hag. Ten. Someone anyway, will correct Eric, us anyways. Yeah, I'm someone sure it's will Ten anyways, Eric, what what he's what he's done at Ajax is awesome. You know, he brought uh he brought that Ajax team with with De Jong and and De Ligt to a um to a Champions League final and now you know they semi-final sorry sem sorry semi-final um and now they went on and whooped Borussia Dortmund in the first leg of that game Mm -hmm. man they they've they've Ajax have always been a great academy that has produced you know spectacular youngsters but Mm -hmm. what he's done and and the way that uh those boys want to run for him Man, mm-hmm. if you watch the Ajax game, they're just committed. Like they just, mm. they just want to be there. They wanna, they wanna do that extra. You know, it's yeah. And they all work together nicely, which mm. is uh, which is something that I think both of our teams at the moment are struggling with, yeah. uh, being a being a team. I'll tell you what they, what he does have at that Ajax team is he has a system and he has a structured way of playing, which is oh yeah, you cannot find a like that a glimmer of that at any of our football clubs. Like at all, not even a single. No, if you look like, at if you look at clubs that you can look at and they have a system, you know, you look at uh, Man City, you look at Liverpool, mm-hmm. you look at you know Ajax. Now we're talking about you look at Chelsea. Bayern. Those clubs have a Chelsea as well. You know, those mm-hmm. clubs have a genuine system that they go out every week or just about every week. You know, opponents differ and situations change, but they go out every week. They play just about the same way, and. It works, you know, because every player knows where he should be at which time, what to do, who to players, and it's you've got a similar squad every week, so you're not playing with, you know, like like the situation over at Barcelona where you've got a different squad every week with 17, 18, 19 year olds. Yeah, inconsistency. Just, That's what it'll just no breed inconsistency. There's no system, you know. It's mm. and there hasn't been a system like at Ajax because he's been there for a number of years now. The players that have stayed there and the mature players you know you've got your daily blends even david Neres, um mm-hmm. you know your players that have been there for a while Tadic. yeah dusan tadic as well they're, they're able to preach that system and help the young guys that come through um mm-hmm. you know pick up that system they're able to work yeah. as a team in that way whereas some other teams now that have had different you look at tottenham as well different manager different manager different manager mm-hmm. every manager wants to implement his own or you know their own system into something. So you're playing a different way every week or, you know, every week, but every mm-hmm. year you're playing a different way. You don't know what to do. You've got to start from, from zero. So yeah, I think it's hard. I think if you yeah. haven't got, if you haven't got someone permanent, 
It's, uh, it's really, really hard. But uh, mm-hmm. segueing into Barcelona properly, we now are in a transition period with Sergi Barjuan. Mm-hmm. And then we will so have... interim coach? Right, just for now, yes. right? Where's, yeah, yeah. where's he from? Coach. Like the he's, he's, he was something? a Barcelona player. I think he coached in the youth academy. I don't know if right. he's a coach of Barca B, but mm-hmm. I think he coached in the youth academy. He used to play for us, you know, a long, long time ago. Um, and he was, he was quite good from what, from what I've researched. Obviously that doesn't say anything as a manager, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's the interim coach. Uh, first game against Deportivo Alaves, 1-1. We scored fairly early on. And I was impressed by the way that we controlled the game early on. Um, they scored just defensive laps. Like, it honestly hurt my head watching mm. watching. Well, us that get, is the problem with your team. Four or five moment. players get dribbled. PK's left on his ass, you know, yelling at people. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do. You know, one one glimmer of, of superstar. And, you know, that's why, that's why we lost to... Real Madrid, that's why we lost to Bayern because, you know, you've got these superstars. Vinicius has been in fine form. Vinicius oh, he's been posed, killing it. It's oh, insane. He gave oh. us so many problems in in one... It was like they had Ronaldo all of a sudden. Mm. But oh how, how, how was, amazing is it so how that he's just turned it around? Like, you know, we've always said how amazing good of a management. player he could be. Good, you know, how amazing not of a player could be good. when he, he finishes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And he's been... Man, he was he's just dangerous. Like, he just mm. is. Talking about Chavi properly, I've had a look at, you know, what he's done at Al Saad and I was following kind of passively over the years what he's doing at Al Saad. It always looked like he would manage they, Barcelona one day. They, brother, they, brother, they play some great football. They're like, they're like a Saudi Barcelona, let me tell you. <laughs> Barcelona back in no the day. Bro, oh. they play some great football. It's actually cool to watch. Is so <laughs> man, some of the goals are hard, hard for me to take nice. you seriously here, man. <laughs> With what do you this, mean? It's just funny how you, you say, Yeah, it's a Saudi Barcelona, bro. They're a Saudi Barcelona, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Go and watch the, go and watch the highlights. I'm, I'm being dead to, serious. I'm gonna have to watch it I'm, now, brother. I'm being dead serious. Pull up some, pull up some outside highlights. You will not be disappointed. They should, you'll be, you'll want Chavi at Man United. I'll take anyone at Man United at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you act like we've got one of the best managers in the world. <laughs> I'll take no, anyone. But seriously, um, no, I think Chavi will bring. I think Chavi will bring some um, some good things, hopefully, because I wasn't convinced. I'll be really honest with you. I wasn't convinced, and I thought ah, this is too early for Chavi. Like they're kind of dropping him into a situation where it's a bit like Tottenham, mm-hmm. where you know the 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 class isn't there to win the league or to win the champions league. when you've got mm-hmm. um, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, <laughs> even Real Sociedad has been awesome this year. When you've got yeah. Sevilla's looking good, when you've got great squads in the league and your squad just isn't there, especially with injuries and things like that. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, they're dropping him in. They're putting him in the deep end here. And it's going to, it's going to be really, really hard to find success right away. Um, well, that's what the thing. No, you just got to be patient um, as a fan. You've just got to really like yeah. accept the fact yeah. that you guys are not what you used to be, and that it's going to take no, time I've, for I've, whoever comes in. You know. Yeah, definitely, and I've accepted that. You know, as as a fan of Barcelona, I sit there and watch the games, and you know, I the way I imagine things, um, 
to look and to play and how it used to be. I sit there and I'm like, man, why don't you play that pass? Why don't you move here? Mm. Why don't you do this? But the players just look confused. They just don't yeah. seem to click and understand what to do. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see if I feel like Xavi will eventually come to Barcelona. I feel like that's what's going to happen. But it'll be interesting well, to they, see. He, yeah, he will. I think yeah. I think it's one of those things where he may not leave Al Saad too Straight early away. in the season because it is early yeah. in the season. We're not even halfway. Yeah. Um, I don't know when. I don't know if the Saudi season aligns with uh, mm, yeah, with the La Liga season or or, can't or say, not. Can't but... say I watch it that much. No, I, I watch highlights. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. But I don't know. So we'll yeah. we'll see when that happens. Uh, until then, I'm just hoping we can come back into Champions League places. Mm. <laughs> like. Where I think six or seven points behind the leaders. Well, isn't or even it like just Real Madrid? Um, Real Madrid aren't even leading, so it's like three points spread between. It's like three points difference between the top seven teams, isn't it? It's pretty close in the Liga right yeah. now, right? Yeah, it's very close in the Liga, and you've got teams like uh, Sociedad's up top. Like I said, you've got Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, Betis. Mm. Um, a lot of teams playing playing great. So yeah. it's it's a Barcelona to suck. That's that's mm. the way I like to put it. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, for us, we're we suck with with the squad that we have, you know. Uh, it's kind yeah, of, I mean, you guys have got an awesome bummer. squad. The fact that you guys aren't top three is is mm. devastating. No, it's Harry very, the fact is that West joke, Ham, man. the fact that West Ham, can we talk about a second to talk about West Ham and how good that they're doing? They're fourth. David Moyes. You know, you know how I don't support anyone in the in the Premier League. Yeah, man, West Ham are awesome. They're amazing. Really it's just like West so Ham. good to watch. And this is like redemption for David Moyes. <laughs> Declan man, Rice is a different human. This... You used to talk so much shit about Declan Rice, man. Declan Rice is built different. Mikel uh, Antonio, okay. different. Okay, 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 okay. I talk, about, <laughs> I talk shit about Declan Rice, and I will still hold to the fact that he is not an 80 million player. I will still say no, that. No, that's English tax. That's English tax, yeah. but I, I the... agree with you there. But he's awesome. Yeah. But I like, think yes, he, he is I, and I think player. he solves a lot of issues at United. He does, but said, at this rate, I said, you know, it. I was him, watching, if you um, sign, no, no, hear me out, hear me out, right? If you sign Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, you solve 90% of your issues at United, yeah, because and 90% sign, of our issues a, is McFred that gets rid yeah, of both exactly, of them. That's what I'm, that's what I'm telling two. you. <laughs> <laughs> you sign those two, <laughs> Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, uh, in the next couple of transfer windows, you guys are going to do good things. Yeah, well, that defensive midfield spot is a, are, is the worst, like, you know. And for God's sakes, give worst. Donny van der Beek a run. It's, oh, well, get Eric Tenag and then, give we'll, him then, a he'll actually get a, then he'll actually get a run in the team. Yeah, the Dutch connection will be, will be solid. No, I was actually looking forward to that with, like, if Conte actually came in. Yeah, I was actually looking forward to Donny van der Beek actually playing. It looks like that's not happening anytime soon. But what I was going to say know, with West Ham. I don't know Ham, what Ole right? has against him. It's weird. No. What I was going to say with West Ham is, and Declan Rice, like we were talking about. So I was watching Rio Ferdinand's podcast, right? And they were talking, like, about how Declan Rice, you know, eventually wants to move on, <clears throat> will want to move on to a bigger team and everything, like the likes of United, who's been linked with him, Arsenal and all them. But it's just like, when a, your team is playing that well, and you're from, you know, you came from the youth academy, you know, you want to win things with your team. And if you keep going up and up and up and up, then there's no reason for you to want to move anywhere else if you move up and then you so like you know there's regression after that then you can like talk about that but they're just going up and it doesn't seem like they're stopping anytime soon 
Fucking Lingard must be kicking himself that he didn't join West Ham permanently. Imagine if they still had Lingard in the team. He's not getting a game either, is he? No, not as much as he was at West Ham. But imagine if West Ham he was a starter. West Ham he was the star of the show. Imagine if he was still there, like at this point in time. Imagine how much better they would be as well. We wanted to be stingy. We were just like, you know, you can have Lingard, but you know, give us Declan real quick. Yeah, that's that's essentially like yeah. what we tried to do, which was never going to happen, not in a million years. Lingard's the good; yeah. he's not that good. But yeah, well, Barcelona's transfer targets. Oh, just, yeah. just out of curiosity, because you know, our, both our teams are shit house. Like, you know, how do you feel seeing all these teams above us like, just doing well, and you're just, we're just there, you know, kind of like trying to play catch up to them. How does how does that make you feel? Do you know what? It's. I don't care. I don't care so much. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have the face of someone who doesn't care. <laughs> you look yeah, like you want to cry. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I will cry. Hold on. Let me get some tissues before I cry. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't care so much that there's teams above, above, and I'll say us, mm. I'll say us, Barcelona. I don't care so much that there's teams above us because, you know, financial situations through the last couple of years has been has been tough and it's been dire and we haven't had the management that that uh, we needed or the coaching wasn't good enough so mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not sad about the fact that real madrid you know even sociedad um atletico madrid are better than us at the moment i'm not sad mm-hmm. um what makes me sad is is just the lack of creativity, the lack of there is no vision, there's no creativity. there is no vision, there is no aggression, there is oh, there's no passion. That's that's exactly it though. There's no that's that's what makes me sad as a as a fan of Barcelona, but more importantly as a fan of football, and as a fan of football being played like nicely, which is what Barcelona has been known for over the years. You know. When you think of Barcelona, you think of Tiki Taka, you think of Messi, you think Ronaldinho, you think Xavi, Iniesta, all these incredible players who were so, so talented in that little, you know, in that little, little game, mm. not for, not the whole game, but just, you know, a game of three versus one here, a game of three versus one there, because that's what, that's what the tactics were, you know, you get that mm. overload in on one person and you get it, you know, then you get it on two people. And all of a sudden you've got a whole side of the pitch that's overloaded and you've got such great players that know how to work together. Oh, and at the end of the, the guy that you want at the end of it, he's also the best finisher, arguably in let's not get into this debate right now, but <laughs> one of the best finishers of all time. Right. So yeah. he's got, 600 and almost 700 goals in his career so but we don't have that anymore you see we don't have yeah. that spectacular we've got memphis the pie and leading the charge and luke de jong but, don't even don't, don't forget about luke de jong let me let me talk sexy really <laughs> quick you got luke de jong oh, huh? that guy that gets you yeah, going it gets it gets me going a bit. i wish we had luke de jong. i wish we had luke de jong you know who doesn't uh, want honestly, you can take him, take him, take him. Please. <laughs> I'll pay for it. I'll pay for his. I'll pay for his flight. Oh yeah, out of the goodness of my heart. Books. It's perfect. Make some money <laughs> off of it. Perfect. But that's that's the situation. That's that's what makes me sad as as a mm. fan. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I think for, I think I speak for both of us there. It, it does. I agree with that. And it, to add to that, it just makes me upset looking at the teams above us 
that have a system, that have a style of play, they're nice to watch because we're not nice to watch at all. We don't have a style of play. We don't have anything to fall back on, nothing. We just rely on just moments of brilliance. And that, to me, is what bothers me. And it bothers me that we don't have a manager who's capable of taking us to the next level like Tuchel did or like Guardiola or, or Klopp, you know? He can't, do, like... He's Oli's taken us pretty much as far as I think he can. You know, he did a great rebuild job, but it just, yeah, that's the part that annoys me that he's, because it, it just feels that we're not at the level that we can, that we can be at and we're not at the level that we should be at. That's what annoys me the most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely. sad times. Um, it's really sad yeah, times. Yeah. And I think uh, that's why I think, <clears throat> you know, Conte could have brought us to that level because he's, <clears throat> he's up there with one of the best managers around I think and so, yeah. of all time who's been around you know i agree like, with you conte is a great manager and i think seri- i think what he just did winner. at inter milan is proof he's a serial winner well i think we'll round it off there i think that was yeah. we're a little bit we're over the 25 minutes definitely from what we were aiming for but this is good discussion yeah it was a good discussion i reckon it's yep. good to be back after three weeks definitely there's going to be a lot definitely. more to talk about hopefully we can you know, we do live busy International lives. break coming up fairly yeah. soon. Sucks. But we've but... <laughs> got Champions League games midweek. We've got games, obviously, on the weekend. So big one, like the Manchester Derby coming up and everything. So there'll be a lot to talk about, hopefully, next week. Um, hopefully, yeah, we can hopefully, stay yeah. consistent. We always say this Yeah, I mean, we've both, been, we've both been a little bit unwell as well. So um, mm. it's what it yeah. is. But... It is what it is. But uh, we'll yeah. try our best. But... What you need to do is follow us on social media because we're always posting on there. It'll be up there and and anywhere, basically. You know where to find us, even in the description. Yeah, we're, we pretty much post, you know, regularly keep up to date with all the news and everything that's going on. Yeah, you got anything else? Thank you very much for watching. Mm-hmm. See ya. Catch you in the next one. See ya.